You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Let's just quickly talk about the players that Emery's improved the most. Now, there was a section earlier on, Ash, where you mentioned Mings, McGee and Watkins has probably been the three. Mm. But, I mean, we can probably go much wider than that. Is it, like, I mean, there was a stage, I think, when we were under Gerrard and it was like, who has he improved and who's got worse? And the list for who's got worse was much bigger than who he's improved. It's the, the total opposite for Emery, that everyone is pretty much better than they were before. So if we had to nail it down to, say, four or five players who have who've benefited most from Unai Emery, who would we go with? Do you want to start first, John? Because we've sort of mentioned the Watkins McGinnis, those ones quite obvious. I would say um I'd say Buendir actually. He suits the system so well and he's so important to how we build up. He drops in, collects the ball. I think it was perfect what he wants from Buendir. That was sort of perfectly seen in the game against Leicester, especially the goal. Um, you know, drops in, slide rule ball across to Watkins assist. First assist in a while, granted, but I think in the last five games. He's played well and say it's key to build up. Um, he receives it on the half turn and manages to wriggle his way past opponents more often than not. Last season, I think he had like third most through balls in like all of the European leagues, the top five leagues. So he's clearly capable of getting double figures and assists. Why he hasn't, I'm not actually too sure. Completed all of his dribbles last night as well. So I think there's definitely a player in there, as, as we know, that but one that Emery can really take on and sort of nurture. Um, I've been waiting since he joined for him to kind of put four or five games together where he looks like the player that we wanted, or, or sorry, that, that we signed that got like 15 assists, 15 goals for Norwich. Or, although in the Championship, really capable. Um, we haven't seen that, I don't think. Up until now, I do think there's a... He's slowly starting to sort of put more consistent games together and not looking like he's a sort of a player that can just come off the bench and impact the game for 20 minutes and run around and buzz around players. And instead, he can start a game and last for 80, 90 minutes and be um, useful. We might not do it across the whole game, but if he can start to do it more more often than not in, in the games that he plays under him, I think that we've got a really good um, talent there and one that, just to say, that he can bring on and get the most out of. That was his first assist of the season last night, wasn't it, Ash? He was, yeah. Yeah, long time That's coming, that. Crazy, isn't it? All the three balls he plays in. I think he threaded Watkins in against Palace, one-on-one. I love Douglas Ruiz's little ball into him, little chipping mm. over the, over. I mean, Jewsby Hall, little, little dink into Buendia's path as well before that. So I'm, I'm going to say Douglas Ruiz has been, been huge under Emery. Mm. I think he picked him out after the Bournemouth win as, as, as the best player since he arrived on a long-term contract now. Arsenal wanted him badly last summer. I don't think Gerald got the best out of him at the time. Mm-hmm. But in this system, Douglas Luiz is everywhere. He starts the play. You can mm-hmm. trust him get getting the ball. In the podcast you guys did, and technically, Douglas is the best player at the club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you ball at your feet, he's around your passing. You seen it against Chelsea, that ball over the top and Watkins was in. Okay, mm-hmm. came by Cucurella. But he's got everything, Douglas. He really has. Um, I'm miffed how he's not in the Brazil, Brazil setup with the manager there going with a lot of uncapped players. I think, yeah, technically, he's nice to watch, Douglas. And he's, I mean, he's had an assist to his game this season as well. He's had the odd goal as well. Goals from the corner, yeah. Goals from corners, goals from ghosting into the box and, and tapping in. So he's everywhere, Douglas. He starts it, finishes it. Such a key player. And I think he'll remain a key player at Villa moving forward as well. So Douglas Ruiz, massive beneficiary of Emery and Emery Ball, as, as they call it. So, yeah. Kudos to the Brazilian. The, the fact that we've been without Kamara on this run, if you just yeah. said that at the start of the season, that you'll be without Kamara throughout the season for a lengthy period of time twice. I know he only missed two two league games before last night. 
um, with the with the most recent injury, but felt like he was maybe rushed back a little bit and didn't play great against Chelsea. Come off at half time, I think, and obviously didn't feature last night and clearly not quite ready just yet. But if you just said you did, you were going to be without Kamara for a couple of spells this season, you'd kind of panic and go, "Cross, we've got no midfield without him. He, he's key to the system under under Gerrard at the time. Um, now it's Douglas Louise is key to that system, and the fact we're playing so well without Kamara is testament to how far we've come as a whole, not just relying on one individual. My kind of standout player, I think, is, is a real kind of tight toss-up between Watkins, Mings and McGinn as like you said earlier Ash three players that have been written off several times throughout their Villa careers not just this season Yeah, but I feel like McGinn is probably the one that I was wrong about the most I just thought he's he's got no chance of being here next season he'll be somebody that if if you're going to if you're going to look at the start and 11 where can it be improved you go McGinn there maybe the left back or whoever it might be I thought yeah McGinn will be the one and I say I'm wrong about him in, in kind of quotation marks but the early season criticism of him was justified. I don't think he was ready for the captaincy role to begin with. I don't think that was a wise move by Gerard. It didn't, didn't suit him. And his football, along with Aston Villa as a whole, wasn't up to standard. Like we said before, the, the goal against Chelsea was his first one in 50-odd games, 16 months, I think it was. That's not good enough for a midfielder that's starting pretty much every week and can score goals because he does, he does it for Scotland regularly. So I don't want to say that I was wrong about him necessarily because I think I think it was justified at the time. But I didn't envisage that he'd be able to turn his game around to the manner that he has in the second half of the season. And Emery's absolutely transformed him, playing on that kind of right midfield, floating player, drifting in, whatever. But similar to Douglas Louise, he's everywhere as well, McGinn. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely everywhere. And back to that old kind of elbows out, running around, getting involved, winning tackles, starting moves, finishing moves. Um, so yeah, probably McGinn is, is my one that's benefited the most from Emery, just, just because I thought, his, career, his Villa career would be over. Yeah, I, I concur with that, Dan. I think he's got a bit of elegance about him now as well. Um, mm. I wrote him up as well. I thought, but where Villa need to get to, this European thing, I think, step too far from again. I think he's a, a bottom-half player, but I'm eating humble pie right now. I think he's so important. I think he's been huge since the turn of the year. I think the player ratings I do every week, Dan, he's star man every week. Eight, mm. eight, nine out of ten, every single week. I think the one week I give it to Matty Cash because I thought, I can't give it McGinn again. But, um, <laughs> And I got I got ridiculed. It was McGinn today. But he's every week. He's he's top of the marks. He's he's doing everything. He's playing with a real swagger style about him. He's not just this wrecking ball in the midfield. He's 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 great technically, um, and spraying passes and, and making the right decisions. And yeah, I just want to see more goals from him because look what he can do. Mm. Last week at Chelsea, he can do that. He do do it for Scotland, like you said. So, John McGinn. Take a bow. Well, we talked about Watkins in the the last episode that we did in the kind of post match Chelsea one about his improvement and how key he's been to to Emery over the last kind of twelve games or, or whatever. But Mings as well, like we just mentioned, not even in the starting eleven at the start of the season, kind of stripped of the captaincy if you want to call it that. Um, again, been written off many many times, and there'll even still be some fans that think he, he's not good enough for for whatever level Villa want to get to. But consistency, always reliable, wins wins everything in the air has started to become this player now that can play out from the back, which, again, people probably thought, well, if Emery wants to play out from the back, Conte and Mings won't be able to be a part of that. We need to get rid of them. Replace both centre-backs immediately. Mm. Now you've got Diego Carlos coming back from injury and you kind of think, how does he get back in the side? Conte yeah. and Mings have been, Conte as well, both been brilliant this season, but Mings, considering, how again, how he started the season, similar to McGinn, uh, not even being involved for, for Mings, to come back and be so consistent, so reliable, everything he brings is kind of away from the football specifically, the organisation and the leadership and barking the orders and stuff like that. You notice Tara Mings when he isn't there. So for me, that proves how good he is. 
bang on. I, obviously, I speak about Mings, but it's mad. Just we go through the squad, and it's not very often that a manager will come in after what like a few months, and you actually you can probably name fewer players who have who haven't who he hasn't improved. If that makes sense, you could probably name mm-hmm. like two players who he hasn't improved, which is mad because usually it's like a couple of players. I, when Gerard came in, it was you know is my cash improved? Is this player improved potentially? Maybe, <laughs> but with Emery, it's like yeah, kind of everyone. <laughs> Everyone's got better and for lots of different reasons. Yeah, the defence is, again, that's the bedrock of Emery's sort of uh, philosophy, I suppose. You know, don't concede. Um, yeah. And more likely than not, we'll score a goal to win the game. And it's not negative like that. It's not a, a kind of like a Steve Bruce or Diego Simeone. They're two very different managers. <laughs> <laughs> bracket, you know what I mean? Similar <laughs> Steve Bruce's philosophy, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we're doing it, you know, well too. And that starts with the back. We're building up from the back and... Mm-hmm. Something that might have been lost on uh, some people, I don't know. I mean, in terms of the two defenders, Concer and Mings, they're being asked to do something that they haven't really been asked to do their whole careers, um, starting as players, coming from sort of the lower leagues. But they've shown that they can play out from the back, that they don't lose it very often. I can't really remember. There was one, I think Concer made a mistake against Arsenal. I think Odegaard missed like a (laughs) goal. Uh, Mings might have made a mistake, but that's going to happen. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more often, and that's again testament to them. Um, Mings has had 89% passing accuracy over his last six games. 95% of his passes come off against uh, worked sorry in the Palace game, misplacing only four passes. And yeah, it's just really positive for them um, keeping the ball out of the net, but also being so important to the team. Them and Martinez is like a little trio are working really well. And yeah, as you said earlier, Dan to think that Kamara and Carlos are best two players or supposedly at the start of the season in terms of like new arrivals, exciting, you know, to see how they get on. You kind of think, maybe not so Kamara, but Carlos is, well, when does he come back in? And that's fine. We, we, you know, it's, that's not a negative thing. Squad depth is what we need. And yeah, those two particularly have been outstanding. And yeah, Mings probably gets more praise than Conza, um, rightly or wrongly. But I think that's just because, again, we we know what happens when he comes out. We we, we tend to not perform as well. Um mm. So yeah, those those two yeah again massive praise. They they're all good. Alex Moreno as well, you know, brilliant in the last few games. So. Him, yeah, I did a post the other day for Jacob Ramsey. Played something like 81, 82 maybe now Premier League games for us. Like yeah. nine goals, four assists, something like that. not massive numbers. But then you kind of scroll down slightly further and go twenty one years old. Yeah, that's a lot of football. Like if you probably a little bit of a silly comparison, but if you compare the last academy project that came through in Jack Grealish, Jacob Ramsey's numbers at 21 versus Grealish's numbers at 21, Ramsey's far ahead of, of what Grealish offered because the majority, if not all of Ramsey's, or most of Ramsey's, oh yes, 81 Premier League appearances, I think. That's probably, he played a little bit in the Championship as well, didn't he, I think, for, it'll, for Smith. It'll make his 100th appearance this season if he plays all the games. So Yeah, so... Not- that, that's mad for the level he is and not that this is like a Emery's made him even better but he's playing a slightly different role now than he'd be used to and he's kind of thriving as well so yeah this kind of whole little mini video it would have been easy to say who he's not improved because the answer is that he's improved pretty much everybody and that's a, a great position to be in this, these are players that he hasn't even bought <laughs> maybe maybe he took the Villa job because he just thought oh all those players are all you know my type of players and we're just kind of going along with this idea that he's only signed one of them maybe he loves them all and they're all perfect true I don't know but um, yeah terrific uh, what he's done for the players and that's why they're loving it so much because this is the best form of their careers probably for most of them I'm keen to hear what people think in the comments uh, about who they think is the most improved player under Emery so, so get involved in that conversation one of the a future video that we're going to do is Villa Confessions I put a tweet out for this a couple of days ago like first that. one that we, the first one we got in was uh, spoiler here for, for the future Emmy Martinez is not as good as people think 
And I was like, okay, right, this is going to be this is going to be a good video. So there's a link down below in the description uh, for the form that you can fill in. It's totally anonymous. I think there's 30 replies so far. I don't know who any of them are. Uh, some of them are brilliant and it'll be a great podcast. So that link is below. Get your anonymous Villa confessions into us. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your thoughts and comments. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa.